Talk Fast Five brought to you in partnership with the AM Consumer and Retail Group, Firework, Trigo, Sezzle, and Silk. Ranked in the top 10% of all podcasts globally, the Omnitalk Fast Five is the podcast that we hope makes you feel a little smarter, but most importantly, a little happier each week, too. Today is January 12th, 2023. I'm your host, Ann Mazinga. And I'm Chris Walton. And we are here once again to discuss all the headlines making waves, not the kind that are trampling people in California, no. but the kind that are making waves in the world of omnichannel retailing. Um, Chris, as you'll notice, we also have a new sponsor this week, Chris. We do, Ann. Yes, yes, Trigo, back in the fold, hitting us up for the NRF uh, push here. I yeah, love it. Yeah, back in the mix. Back in the mix. I know. Um, so we worked with Trigo. We did a lot of work with them last year. We yep. traveled the world checking out their stores. Been working with them since we went to Tel Aviv in 2019. That's and, right. And saw them, saw their initial store set up in their headquarters in person. It was great. That's right. But Ann, I got to ask you, how are you feeling this morning? You've had kind of a rough week. You've been you've been a little under the weather. Yeah. How are you feeling? Like, what's your percentage here? Are you I think 80, I'm, 90, I think 95? I'm getting, I think I'm turning a corner. Yeah, I had turning strep. I don't know the last strep time I had throat. strep. Like, childhood licking doorknobs in on vacation apparently i don't know it was kind of embarrassing to be honest yeah it it should be it should be very embarrassing but no i'm i've got the uh, on the penicillin i'm getting ready penicillin right yeah there's like the antibiotic shortage right right. penicillin yeah wow but you know there's something else that looks different about you oh yeah what's that you know it is uh well in addition to the hair of course which we always comment you get so many comments on your hair i do (laughs) it's pretty crazy yeah but you were named a top 100 retail influencer again for the second year in a row. As were you, Chris. Oh, that's right. Thank you for mentioning that. You know. But do you feel different? Oh, I feel I feel so different. And in fact, I think today I want to give an above average show to our listeners. Above average. Above average. Yeah. I think you know there's a top 100 retail influencers, and I was joking because there's only a picture of me and both of our names together. <laughs> right. So we're like 100 and 101 on that yeah. list, I yeah. think. So we just get like half. Of a, half of us is represented And I there. told you last night, it is a photographic upgrade of me, for sure, by just <laughs> listing both our names under your picture, 100%. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Re- Rethink Retail knows what they're doing. They do. They do. Uh, well, and I'm excited because we're going into NRF. We leave in two days. Countdown we, is on. T minus 48 hours here. We are. And we have a banger lineup, Oh, and my gosh. So for everyone listening, we are live streaming from SES and Magatag's booth. Yep. 3622 for those of you who are going to 3622 if you want to see and stop by, watch us doing these interviews live. Interviews live. We are kicking the show off, believe it or not, with John Ferner and Matthew Shea. They are currently committed. We've got Lowe's CIO coming. Yep. Yep. Wesley Rhodes of Kroger. Christy Argelon of Albertsons. I mean... Rena Hurst of Shipped. Yes. We've just and many, many more. That's just to name a few. But we've got a one hell of a banger lineup, in my yes. opinion. And, I can't wait for it. And we'll be live streaming those. So stay tuned. If you don't already follow Omnitalk Retail on LinkedIn, make sure you go there and you will get notified when we are going live and you'll get uh, recaps of all those interviews as well. So Yeah. And Tim Simmons, the chief product officer of Sam's oh, Club, too. Sam's hello. Club, my favorite retailer yeah. in the US, pretty yeah. much. Yeah. yeah. So so I can't wait. We're flying out Saturday. Yes. Let's get this going. Yeah, Let's get this trade us. show circuit started, Let's Ann. Let's do it. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. Today's Fast Five headlines, Ann, are brought to you with the help and support of our partner, Shop Talk. They're introducing a new component to their 2023 event called Meetup. Mm. In a nutshell, they're opening up their networking program to everyone at the show, and they expect to host an incredible, believe it or not, and 
50,000 meetings in Las Vegas this March. If anybody can pull it off, they can. Oh, for sure. They, yeah. they know how to do this. We hear that's going to require more than 3,000 tables. I love that statistic. And that the retail world has never seen anything like it. We'll be there. Yes. So come meet with us. You can learn more at shoptalk.com slash US slash Omnitalk. That's shoptalk.com slash US slash Omnitalk. All right. In today's Fast Five, in this above average show, we've got news on Amazon expanding buy with Prime to all merchants. Mm-hmm. Babies are Russ coming back to life. Oh, yeah. Nestle launching its first smart fulfillment center in China. A new sip and stroll law that is soon to take effect in Arizona. Can't wait to end the show with that one. But we begin today with what I think is the mark the day down news out of Instagram. And all right, Chris, uh, headline number one: Meta-owned Instagram will remove its shop tab from the homepage navigation bar in February, according to a post on the company's support site. A Meta spokesperson confirmed for Retail Dive that quote. There will be there will no longer be a dedicated shopping destination. However, people will be able to continue to shop in the moment across feed, reels, stories, explore, and ads. End quote. Instagram also plans to update its navigation bar, placing a content creation button in the center, a move the company said is part of an effort to, quote, make it easier for people to share and connect with their friends and interests, end quote. Chris, you were like like knocking down the doors. This is the biggest story ever. Probably headline of 2023 <laughs> running already. Um, but what are, what are your thoughts about this? Yes, after week one, this is the headline of the year, and I'm going to say that right now. Not surprised. Um, I don't... Neither are the listeners. <laughs> <laughs> fair play, fair play. It's funny because it's true, and it's funny because it's true. Um, well, I don't honestly, I don't see how there's a much bigger story than this. Quite honestly, I mean, mm. this is massive to me. It's it's long surmised. In fact, I hinted at it on the end of the year show, yep. and now it's official. Instagram only wants to be an advertising company and plans to leave all commerce revenue behind. That is absolutely insane to me. Hmm. It's one of the worst managerial decisions I can think of of all time. The experience of Instagram is so built for commerce and actual like e-commerce merchandising if you get down to it. So it baffles me that they couldn't figure out figure out how to do it or give the effort more than like a two-year college try. Mm. Like that's how long they've been trying to do this. It hasn't been that long. Right. So I would I mean for me, I would go in there every day for the past two years, go on that shopping tab, try to get inspired. And I was like, oh my God, there's so much low-hanging fruit here. Mm-hmm. If they would just un- unleash it, but they can't. And so now cut now they're cutting everything cold turkey. It's just it's just sad. It's it's just to me it's a pure overreaction and you question the motivations here in a lot of ways around what, what is the that, other distractions that are out there. What is that low hanging fruit for you? Like I'm curious cuz I I I I don't know that I we're in the agreement here on this move from Instagram, but I'm curious cuz I mean you have a much richer perspective in merchandising like what is that for yeah, you? Yeah, I think for me it's like it's 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 pretty straightforward. I mean, you're on there so much that yeah. it's already captivating your attention. Mm-hmm. You know, like Carter Jensen used to talk about what apps you use at what times during the day. So you're yeah. always in it's always got your attention. And so from the browse and inspiration perspective, it's super easy to use that as your point of full scale commerce. So like examples, like you're going to get the things in the feed, which yep. they're talking about. Yeah, yep. but that's a small part. You could go to the shop tab, follow all the brands you like. And if that experience was set up for you to shop and yep. still get inspired in the ways of traditional e-commerce merchandising, mm-hmm. which it wasn't and mm-hmm. definitely is not now. If you go on the shop top shop tab right now, yep. it's Agreed. not like that. And so I think there was just a ton of low hanging fruit there to still figure this out if you put the right resources towards it, the right people towards it. And it's going to take time. Like there's no, no one knows how to do this in the United States, but there's something there. So as a consumer, in your mind, what you really want to see is 
I, as the consumer, am saying, I follow all these brands. Yes. I, you know, I, I'm going to go to the search tab and type in tote bag and yes. like be served up tote bags from my favorite retailers. Yes. That's an example. Yes. Which you can do right now in the shop tab. I, I would argue. It's not like, a great experience though I, once it it's lands. It's still not a great experience. And I, I think that what is actually interesting, I, I actually like this move from Instagram. Wow. Because I think that it's going to give them time to, as my one of my dear friends Jody says, get their poop in a group, okay? They need to figure out, because they're not removing shopping functionality completely, which I think is a big thing. I think people are reading this headline and they're like, oh, shopping's going away. It's not going away. I think they're smartly focusing on, one, making content creation quicker and easier by adding it to the navigation yeah. for all the content creators. And then they're, they're going to allow a greater presence for reels, which... Ultimately, like all these algorithms are being fed by the content. And so I think you need to, as Instagram, you need to focus on making that experience for these influencers as simple as possible so that they can keep creating content that's going to get you to be having discovery moments. They can still make money on it. I, yeah. I don't, I still, I agree with you. I just don't think Instagram's in a position right now to be a destination where I'm going to shop. And you, you still have a customer who's not in the mindset of going to Instagram and typing in leather tote bag, search, execute like they are on Amazon or it's not another about site. search either. I think that's a, that's a misnomer too, but but yeah, I, so you so you like this move net net. You think it's a good retrenchment? I do. I think hmm. I think it's a good way to for and I, I th that's the other th problem I have here. Like people are just saying like it's it's done, it's gone. Like this is going to be an evolution. You even said it. Well, they can always bring the resources back. Totally. Yeah. They they did this. It's easy for them to do these changes and figure out like what is the best experience for the customer? And I think the customer is still going to have to rely on influencers to drive traffic. Now, whether or not that's going to be happening inside of Instagram's domain is another thing. And so I think that's where we start to talk about like, is advertising a better source of revenue right now? Is working with the influencers to make content creation a better function for for Instagram right now so that they can start to develop how we're going to do discovery, how we're gonna do shopping on this platform? But Chris, yes, AM also wants to know this is the put you on the spot question. Oh, right in right the get go, here, huh? right here right now. In the beginning? Yes, we're gonna right. start off in headline number one with AM's put you on the spot question, which is as has been mentioned on the show before, the shop page on Instagram always fell short of perceived potential, which we were talking about. Yep, and it's apparent that Instagram is losing the battle in sh social commerce. Do you think this move is indicative of problems in the social commerce space overall, or rather, is this an Instagram specific decision to focus less on securing commerce dollars and instead on securing advertising dollars through a better customer experience? Yeah, I think that's a great question because it, it gives me the the chance to reply to you, and that I. I I still vehemently disagree with you because I think this is an Instagram specific decision. Hmm. Look, I mean, you've talked about TikTok on this show about yep. how they should go after commerce, how they should build fulfillment centers to go after commerce. And so at this point, TikTok, if you look at the landscape, has no com competitive threat in this space to go after social commerce. And I'm not going to be surprised if they borrow from their social commerce roots overseas in China mm -hmm. to figure that out and to take the U.S. by storm. The whole issue with social commerce, like I mentioned before, is that it's a new idea. The code is still being cracked in the United States. 
No one knows how to do it, but Instagram is crying uncle, in my opinion, and that's their, that's the issue. It's not visionary at all. And in fact, I think that vision, vision is blinded by Oculus goggles from the leadership right now, and it's silly. It's just, it's just asinine to me. Well, I, I don't, Final word. I don't know. I think we're going to have to agree to disagree on this one. That's fine. I love when we I, do that. I think this is something that is is going to be a critical inflection point on in where Instagram takes shopping. And yes, you know, TikTok... I, I think you're giving TikTok a little bit too much credit too. Like just because they're exploring this stuff doesn't mean that they're figuring they figured it out either. I think this is going to continually be an evolving thing that these platforms are going to have to try to figure out. I agree. So we're starting out with some above average spiciness and we're spicy debating. All right. Headline number one, we got into a debate. All right. Saucy. All right. Headline number two, and Amazon plans to extend buy with prime to all merchants. All repeat all. All. Yes, they're offering A-L-L. it. <laughs> Again, according to Retail Dive, Amazon will expand Buy With Prime to all U.S. merchants by January 31st, allowing Prime members to shop on outside websites using their safe checkout details and accessing Prime benefits like free delivery and returns. You will remember the feature launched last year by mm-hmm. invitation only in April. God, it was that long ago. That's crazy. Per a company press release and to coincide with the launch, Amazon also launched Reviews with Amazon, which gives the same merchants the ability to display ratings and reviews from Amazon customers on their own sites for no additional cost. And I know, knowing you, you went down a rabbit hole on this one for an interview you did with Axio, with an Axios reporter. Yes. Yeah, that was kind of cool this yes, week. Yes, Hope King. Yeah. They, Hello. They knew who to call. Retail influencer, top 100, Axios. Sure, that's sure. She Speed dial. Uh, <laughs> uh, so what's your takeaways here on this? Okay, so great for customers. Holy cow, is this a great thing if you're a customer shopping across any of the websites on the internet. This is a wonderful thing. You wow, get to have Prime. Right. You get to get packages delivered in return from retailers. I mean, how many times have you, over the course of the last year even, Chris, been like, oh man, I got to get over the shipping threshold for this brand? Have you? Has that happened to you? Or are you ordering so much Adidas that they're just like, Chris Walton, you are the VIP customer of the year. You get free shipping forever. <laughs> Hate to admit it, but yes, that's kind of true. Yeah, that well, actually is true. I love but I, I understand what you're talking I about. I love this for the customers. It's super easy checkout. Also, we have to give a little shout out to our friend Nicole Netland, our former targeteer, um, whose the future, team yeah. was le- has been leading this effort. So congrats, Nicole, on this big launch. But here's what I talked with Axios about and what I have a few questions about that I will try to hit Nicole up next time we have happy hour. Here's what I'll be watching. Mm-hmm. One, I want to see what retailers jump into this. Right. Because for me, this is almost um, comparable to like Just Walk Out. Like Just Walk Out got Hudson News. That's a major retailer. They're mm-hmm. getting, you know, this community grocery store right. is launched with Amazon Just Walk Out. So who are the retailers that are going to be bringing this on platform mm-hmm. and getting in bed with Amazon? And like so far, I was going to say the mix of pro- of brands that they're talking about in the press release was like Trophy Skin, Wise, and Hi- and Hydrolate, yeah. which are brands that, you know, yeah. are smaller brands, not familiar with them yet. Quite smaller. But when are we <laughs> going to start to see and are we going to see some of the enterprise brands? Yeah. Second if question. All, right. Second question I have is how much will this cost retailers and does it require retailers to be storing product with Amazon? Because especially when you're talking about smaller retailers. Mm-hmm. That's a shift to operations, um, and and you know while it is bringing a twenty five percent increase in basket size, does that pencil when you're looking at all the other operational costs of working with Amazon? Mm-hmm. And finally, yeah, this is actually my biggest question you're around your biggest this. Biggest question. What happens? Save the best for last. What happens with reviews? Okay, because right. I want to know. Say I, you know, if I don't, if I'm 
wise, and I don't have a page. I'm not selling on the Amazon marketplace right now. Mm-hmm. But somebody is selling my wise products from a third-party seller on Amazon, mm-hmm. and they get a, they give a bad review on Amazon. Now those reviews are showing up on my wise Potentially, they might site. have something in to prevent that. Who knows? But they might. That's yeah. what I'm asking. Yeah, you're it's asking like the we question. don't know yeah, this yet. Yeah. But hypothetically, if I'm a retailer, that's something that I want to be thinking about because mm-hmm. the retailers, as far as it says in the press release and the research that we've seen from CNBC and others, sellers cannot control the reviews that are showing up on their their websites. So if there's a negative review because I bought something from a third party, will that show up and will I be held to having that review from somebody that's not my company yeah. selling my product? I'm sure they've got that figured out if yeah. I know Nicole. But My hunch they do is, yeah, and if anyone listening, I know that we have a lot of Amazon fans. If you can give us the info on that, yeah. the 411, that'd be great. I don't know. I mean, I don't have much to add on this one. You know, I think it's it's a big move. Mm-hmm. I, I like the move specifically for this reason. It takes advantage of economies of scale. It's yep. what Amazon does best. Yep. They can do it at a relatively low cost. It just gets them more scale into their operation. Your, your point about just walk out and licensing that is the same thing. That's why... That's what Amazon's really good at. They're good at being the backbone for retail, the infrastructure for retail, yeah. which is why I think we're seeing the slowdown and the layoffs yeah. in physical retail because they don't get that. They don't have the muscle memory for that, right. but they have the muscle memory for this and they know how to make that money drop to their bottom totally. line by helping others. Yes, and I think that's so funny. I also love some of the headlines I was reading and researching this story that were like, well, Amazon's laid off a bunch of people, so now they're launching Buy With Prime. Like, Dude, Amazon is so far ahead of us. They've been working on this for yeah. two years at yeah. least. Yeah. Like th- this yeah. is, it's hilarious that you think that they're just like, well, let's let's go back into the workshop and figure this out in You're two right. weeks. The like, BS connections that get made in the media oh reporting are just so funny. Like, okay. Just because this happened in the same week as totally. this, there's a connection, right? All right, Chris, let's move on to headline number three. Babies R Us is coming back with the opening of a new flagship store on the American Dream Mall. According to fellow Forbes con- senior contributor yes. Joan Vernon, shout out to Joan Forbes, WHP Global, which acquired a controlling stake in the Toys R Us brand names and intellectual properties after the bankruptcy and liquidation of the giant toy retailer, earlier this week said it plans to return the brand, which has licensed stores in other countries, to United States shoppers. Woo! The first Babies R Us store will be located in the very same American Dream Mall where WHP Global relaunched the Toys R Us brand with its very own flagship toy or a store. But that isn't all that is the same either. Yehuda Schmidman, chairman of WHP Global, also told Vernon that the first step, he said, will be the opening of a 10,000 square foot Babies R Us flagship at American Dream, followed by the announcement of a national retail partner similar Ooh. to the partnership Toys R Us has with Macy's. Oh, Chris, you were really big on this Babies R Us thing. What's, uh, what's, what's going on? Yeah, I love this move. I love it. I, 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 I have no idea where you're going to come down on this, so I can't wait to see if we, we argue this one too. But I like it so much, and I would even consider coming out of retail operator retirement for this one. Jeez. Almost. Okay. And the reason I say that is my favorite merchant job ever okay. was when I led the baby department at Target. Mm, it is a fun campaign. Like it, I worked on that campaign. Yeah, for you a did long too. Right? It, it was, was so much fun. Mm-hmm. I loved it. There was a new customer every single day. Yeah. And I love that because yeah. you have 4 million new people born in the US every single day. So it's awesome. And Babies R Us was a juggernaut at the oh, time. God, like yeah. they were the competition. So I think there's still a place for this. Mm-hmm. They were the market leader. And it's far more than Toys R Us because I think having a baby is a high consideration event for first-time moms and dads. Yep. So at the end of the day, you still want a place where you can go Agree. to 
get help, mm-hmm. which is why Bye Bye Baby was talked about being spun off from Bed Bath and Beyond yeah, at their one biggest point in time. Possibility, right? right because was- it was still a viable business. So, so I think having a place to go with a large assortment where you can get everything done all at once takes a psychological load off people. Mm-hmm. And getting ready for a baby is a job that has to be done. Yes. that's the last point I would make, which to me is the root of everything that we talk about in retail. What's a job you have to be done? And that's the saddest part of the TRU dissolution, so to speak, and going out of business was that the baby in this case, Babies R Us, got thrown out with the bathwater. See what I did there, Oh, my God. And that was sad to me. So I am so excited that I came up with that analogy and so excited that Babies R Us is coming back. I can tell. Okay. But do you agree? I have come around on this a bit because I think that when I first read it, it was talking about this flagship store in American Dream. And the first thing I thought of, and maybe some listeners will agree, but like as a new mom, the thought of like having to haul all my crap and my kid and like finding a parking spot at this giant mall That's a fair in point. a giant space yeah. to get like three more, you know, bottle nipples that have a point, wider actually. airflow, like that seems really daunting to me. It does. But I think the then the other side of me is like, okay, but to your point, like this is an experiential thing. Like the, yep. if if they if they go like double down on experiential and like really making this a cool space, like they have the stroller track and whatever, like this could be a destination and that makes sense in the American Dream Mall, but what I really want to follow is what this retail partnership yeah, is. Yeah, I was just because I think the same that thing. is for me. That is like the clincher here. Is like who is this going to be? Is it a grocery store? You know, is it like a a big box retailer? Yeah. Like, how are you really going to bring this brand together to make it convenient? To because right now, and when we had kids, we didn't have like Amazon as right, readily available right, right. with as many products as we do, right. or even Target and right. Walmart with their curbside pickup like we do. So there's right. competition here. So I'm curious how right. they're going to find their place. But yes, I agree. There is a as a need for those, a baby destination. Those are really really interesting points because they bring up two things I haven't thought about that I want to bring up which is one your point about opening an american dream mall is dead right because it's a first time mom that your mom and dad that you're trying to hit here so this is probably not the right first location for this and it could actually prove to be a false negative if it doesn't do well but your point about who's going to open this it actually makes me think the way they're talking about this they already potentially have macy's on the hook for this because macy's has been sweet they've been singing the praises about the toys r us partnership and it feels like a perfect fit. Like everything else Macy's been doing goes right along with this. Mm. And so, and actually, I would like that move for Macy's because it gets traffic into your store with first time moms yeah. and dads yep. and reintroduces them into your assortment for the long haul. And honestly, it just makes them more like Walmart and Target, which it feels like they're trying to do anyway. Yeah, that's a good point. It's probably going to be Macy's. I, I think it could be. It very well could be. Or Kohl's would be the dark horse, but I don't oh, think God. Kohl's feels right to me for All right, first we time. We got to move on topics. This is making me depressed. Is it really? Oh, I'm excited. I, I, I love this. I love this show. Okay, well, let's keep it above average, Anne. Let's not get depressed. But before we get to the next headline, Anne and I also want to tell you about a new trade show in our travel plans this year, Ayo. and that is Commerce Next e commerce grow show. You can join us at the Commerce Next e commerce grow show on June 20th and 21st in New York City. We'll be live streaming from the show, and there will also be over 120 industry-leading speakers across more than 50 sessions. Scaled retailers and brands get free admission. 
Go to commercenext.com slash conference and just use VIP code FAST5 to register for your complimentary ticket today. Check out the link in our show notes too if you want to learn more. I'm, our- I'm more excited to go to New York in June than I am next this coming oh. weekend. I think the weather might be nice. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> oh my God. There's, no, there's never been a statement more true in my entire <laughs> life. All right, headline number four. Nestle launches its first smart direct-to-consumer fulfillment center in China with Alibaba's logistics arm, the KindNow Network. According to an Alibaba company blog post, KindNow supplied 40 AGV robots to replace manual product picking in sorting facilities, which is estimated to quadruple fulfillment center efficiency compared to Nestle's other warehouses, which utilized human workers only. And that the fulfillment center will, quote, support Nestle's expansion into the DTC sector, while supporting order fulfillment across all of Nestle's e-commerce operations in China, including the Starbucks at home line from the Seattle coffee chain, end quote. And your thoughts on this one? You know, this one you found this, this story. was kind of a dark horse for the Fast yeah. Five this week, but I thought it was important because I think that we need to look at, as we've seen more brands, you know, offering direct-to-consumer fulfillment options, a la General Mills, like we talked to Carter Jensen again about uh, back at Grocery Shop, we have to know that you know that's going to require fulfillment centers and operations to change the way that they've been working for years. It can't just be you know sending giant pallets to their biggest retailers. They've got to be thinking about how to execute on these smaller one-to-one orders. And so I think that it's good for us to start paying attention to what Nestle is doing with this move and how they're leveraging these robots. We talked last week too about Super Duper and these are the same type of robots. The the video is pretty cool because right now everything's manually yeah. picked, like going in, grabbing something out of a giant pallet. But these robots are like moving around and making this idea of the a large uh, brand's fulfillment center to be like Micro, right? Much micro, smaller in size. Yeah, yeah. micro. I just made uh, up that uh, word. Yeah, micro. Also, also condensed. <laughs> but but it is really cool to see how they're they're thinking differently and the tools and the robotics that they're using to make this happen. So I think this is really cool to stay on top of. Go check out the video. Um, yeah, it is YouTube. pretty neat. Uh, yeah, I mean, for me, my quick take on this is, you know, you've got the biggest CPG in the world. Yep. In the biggest market in the world. Mm-hmm. Saying direct to consumer is important. Yep. And I think that in itself makes this a big news. Yep. But the implications of the questions I have around it are where does it go next? And that's the important thing here is right. how does this extend Nestle's reach? Does it mean so my questions are does it mean Nestle can flex its e commerce operation better across marketplaces like DoorDash and Instacart mm, in the long run? Right, right. Two, does it mean they can flex it better via dropship on smaller retailers or grocers, e commerce websites Fair. or even convenience stores? Yep. And then third, does it mean that Nestle can sell directly to consumers better off its own site? Which I think is the intent, I, I imagine. But- I think if Nestle's smart, they're looking at all three of these. Yeah. Because there's not going to be, because my last question, as interesting as, as the last one is to yeah. me, it's not as important in, in the long run as the other two. Because you still have the, the question right. of how you're getting traffic to the Nestle site relative to the other places where Nestle sells its products. But the option value alone on all three of those is enough for me to want to watch how this unfolds going forward so well, they're I like not selling them on instagram shopping <laughs> well they could though and that's the thing that's that's how this goes right i mean 
nice dig, but yeah, I mean that's yes. the point, right? Like, yes, yes you could, you could, yes. and 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 Facebook could get the advertising revenue from that, that's right? As opposed to the sales all the commission, things. all the things. All right, let's go to headline number five, Chris. A new sip and stroll law is set to take effect this week at Arizona shopping centers. Um, shout out to Najla Kayam, one of the listeners of the show. I wonder mm. if she was involved in this because I know she's very involved in the Arizona shopping district center, and oh. I would love to walk around and sip and stroll with Najla sometime. Yeah. Um, but according to Chain Store Age, beginning today, January 12th, shopping centers with at least 400,000 square feet of gross leasing area will be able to obtain licenses that allow customers to leave bars and restaurants and explore the properties with everything from pints to pina coladas in hand. Desert Ridge and Tempe Marketplace, you know those places? Shout out. Yeah, dude, I grew up I grew up I know, like two miles I'm, from Tempe I know, Marketplace. I know. Were you lobbying for this law to go through? We'll I, find out. We'll I find out. I might have had some influence All right. indirectly. Uh, both of those, those facilities are owned and operated by Vestar, who will be the first to implement the new law. And for context... Desert Ridge is also the most visited shopping center in Arizona. Yeah, that's huge. Tenants yeah. there include Kohl's, AMC Theaters, Dave & Buster's, H&M, Barnes & Noble, Ross, and Old Navy, and even more than that, The Chris. normal cast of characters. Was that where you hung out? Was Desert Ridge? No, Desert the- Ridge is new. That's That oh. wasn't there when I was there. But Actually, the Tempe? The, the, temp- the Tempe Marketplace is new, too. I, I was hanging out at Fiesta Mall, Anne, which oh, is a, completely abandoned and still exists. It's like sitting in Mesa. It's a huge mall, and just nothing is going on there. It's just I just totally imagine abandoned. like crumbling paint from like an that, Adobe that, structure. That is like, what it is. It's, yeah. it's terrible. Like oh, I don't know man. when they're going to redevelop it. I think the plans to redevelop it are coming soon. But yeah, no, I mean like shout out to my home state of Arizona for being. Uh, you know they've got their priorities in order on this one, and okay. you know, you know, for okay. the first time, a lot of time, like, could, you could ask a lot of questions about Arizona. But you know, on the one hand, okay, here's my thoughts on this. On the one hand, I love this because it gives the operators and the retailers an answer to the question of why come to my physical place for sure. to shop without a doubt, right? Why come to a location to begin with, which is always the important question. Mm-hmm. Being able to shop with a glass of wine love in it. hand or a beer has long been a dream of mine, and I'm guessing countless other moms, particularly as well. But on the other hand, I do worry about some of the operational consequences of, of this. So, for example, things that came to mind for me would be you're going to have a lot more spillage. So you're going to have a lot of more product that gets ruined. And mm-hmm. the other part to me that I think is interesting in this is from a staffing perspective, it's going to require a new task for the retailers. They're going to have to watch whether or not they want to allow very drunk people into their store to shop which you already know the staffing pressures, you already know the training pressures. That's a thing that I don't know that many retailers are going to want to take on. So I'm guessing the mall operator in this case is going to have to lean pretty heavily into that for this to work. And net net, it could come out on top. But there's just concerns that I have thinking about it. Don't know that I wouldn't do it. I think it's a cool idea. It's worth trying, especially at the early stages that it is now. But those are my thoughts. I think your worst case scenario planning, which is not a bad thing. Um, Definitely, there are going to be some situations. But I mean... Chris, one, look at Vegas and New Orleans. Like right. this is already a thing happening. Like there's there's ways to make this happen right. successfully. So I think that it's it can be all the things you're talking about can be solved. The drunk people, like, I don't know, you've got restaurants in every mall in the country right now where people could be getting drunk in the restaurant and then traveling through and you have the same mall security yeah. that handles those issues, you know, or people yeah, could be coming from home. I I think there's there's some extremes, but I do love this with the right safety precautions in place. And I think it could be really good for the retailers. Like I've made plenty of purchase 
that I wasn't planning on after, you know, a store has invited <laughs> right. me in and given me a glass of wine to drink while I'm shopping. Yeah. Like, yeah, you yeah. you get more excited about the experience. My husband certainly will be coming along with me <laughs> if we're ever shopping in Arizona, right, right. which I That's think, a good point. again, to your yeah. earlier point, like brings up this now as a destination. Like this is a place where, yes, on a on a date night, like my husband and I now would be going to yeah, that together right. versus before when he would be like, I want nothing to do with your shopping trips. Yeah. No way. But now if he can have a beer and like hang out and it can be more of a social experience, yeah. I think this could be bringing more people S- to the mall. Sit on the sofa in the in the name your apparel brand store yeah. while, with a beer while you try on clothes and he gives you your his opinion. Yeah, yeah right. I mean, no, like, I, I think at, it's real. I think, I think what Vegas you're saying is, is real. I think Vegas is such a great analog for that because they do it so well. Like they, they have TVs set yeah. up playing a golf tournament so that my husband can sit there and drink a bourbon and watch yeah. a golf tournament while I'm shopping for something. I think it is. The only point I'd make about Vegas, and then we'll close out the show, is like Vegas is a everyone's in a different mindset, number one, psychologically. And two, the margin structure of the casino works differently than the margin structure of the mall operator and the retailer. So I think that affords them more ability to put in place some of the guardrails here to make this successful. That's the only thing I'll say. But I th- I still think I love it. I would test it. I'm curious to see what it is. And net net, I think the things you're talking about are very promising. But in this case, the operators can also get the licenses, so they can be getting the revenue from selling beer and wine too. That was part of this as well, mm. which I think is mm. some is that's that that also that's plays a, that's into a good this angle. too, yeah. where there's benefits yeah. here for yeah. them to make high this margin happen. category. Forty percent alcohol right? and beer. Oh God, I don't At even least? know. Like Something probably like even higher. Liquor is probably even better. Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. All right, Chris. All right, let's, let's do get this. To the let's close out this above average show. Netflix will exclusively air the 2024's Screen Actors Guild Awards show in its first partnership with an awards show and its next step into live broadcasting. Chris, what actor do you think should win an award via Netflix live stream in February? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, so if I assume they were going to live stream this year, I would, I'd actually go with the guy that won the Golden Globe, Colin Farrell. I think Colin Farrell's in- Is that the, what's the Banshees of- Banish, Banshees of Inishirin, yes, Anne. Did you see I've that? I've seen half of it. I need to finish it. I unfortunately had to- something come Colin, up it was so good he saw half the movie yeah. but no it's so good and no i watched the recruit again which came out in like 2003 with colin farrell and bridget moynihan yeah uh he was so good in that so al pacino was terrible but he was so good oh he's so underappreciated as an actor this... honestly he's really good okay he's i don't really under- i don't understand how you find your movie selections on the weekend it's very puzzling to me but that's what Netflix yeah. algorithm is for. Yeah, but, right. Well, yeah. no, this is on cable. Land. Oh, <laughs> I'm geez. still on cable. That's why. All right. PepsiCo brands, PepsiCo brands plans to extend its iconic brands, Doritos and Cheetos into new categories like pretzels, crackers and beef jerky. How much would nacho cheese beef jerky wet your whistle? Anne? Oh, gross. Not <laughs> not beef so jerky, disgusting. but Cheeto or Dorito pretzels and crackers. Bring them Yeah, on. that sounds awesome. Oh, good so point. good. Um, I have another PepsiCo question Ooh, for you in the next right, two question. In a row. The brand has debuted a lemon line Sprite competitor that they believe will help increase their favor with a younger Gen Z audience that they're calling Starry. Not sure what at all makes this different from Sierra Mist, but I digress. Uh, <laughs> what was your favorite go-to soda as a young lad? Ooh. Well, I'm going to talk fans might not know this, Anne. I don't even know if you know this, but I only started drinking caffeine in like 2013. Okay. And so I never had it as a kid. So my go-to soda was actually 7-Up. 
The okay. Uncola, and The Uncola. Yeah. Well, that's good. 7-Up yeah. is a trusty I, I drink. I wish 7-Up would make a comeback. It, it just doesn't seem like it's Actually, going to. Actually, you know what I was just reading this week? Dr. Pepper is like the strongest cola of all the cola brands. Yeah. And it can be sold in places that sell Pepsi products or Coke products because it's like... Right. It's like the third party. I feel like that's the Uncola. Yeah, it kind of is the uncola. Yeah. It's the cola that's like a different cola. All yeah. right, enough. <laughs> All right, Kohler. <laughs> Speaking of colas, let's go to Kohler. Kohler recently Please. released a new smart toilet, the Numi 2.0. Currently priced at, believe it or not, $8,650. And that's a discount from its $11,000 list oh price. I went on the website yesterday to look at it. Which of the following features would you want in your toilet the most? A, all these are real. Ambient colored lighting, B, a built-in audio speaker system, or C, hands-free opening and closing. Well, I'm surprised, especially after I was in California. We had a bidet in California. Oh, those are nice. Was it a good one? Yeah, it was like an ele- are, electric one. Those oh my are nice. god! Why yeah. isn't that in here? I want that. But if I have it, to, pick, it may be. I if I have I to pick of all these things, I definitely want hands-free opening and closing <laughs> and flushing. Like I just want yeah. a thing to be like I wave my hand and you're. There you are. You do. You want so you want it like the airport toilet, basically. Especially the seat down and and yeah. lid down. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. I live with three boys. Yeah. It should have image recognition actually to to be able to see. That like, would be wonderful. Know, with that little can of worms there. All right. <laughs> that closes us up. Happy birthday today to Mary J. Blige, the Ooh. man who would certainly make my wife unfaithful to me, Olivier Martinez, and for all you Seinfeld fans out there, the woman who gave us Schmoopy. Alexandra Alexandra Wentworth. And remember, if you can only read or listen to one retail blog in the business, make it OmniTalk. Our Fast Five podcast is the quickest, fastest rundown of all the week's top news. And our twice-weekly newsletter tells you the top five things you need to know each day. And it comes with special content that is exclusive to us, and we do it just for you. And we try really hard to make it all fit in the preview pane of your inbox. You can sign up today at www.omnitalk.blog. Thanks, as always, for listening in. Thanks for sticking with me as I try to get through this read. But please remember to like and leave us a review wherever you happen to listen to your podcast or on YouTube. So until next week, and on behalf of all of us at OmniTalk, be careful out there. The OmniTalk Fast Five is brought to you in association with the AM Consumer and Retail Group. The AM Consumer and Retail Group is a management consulting firm that tackles the most complex challenges and advances its clients, people, and communities toward their maximum potential. CRG brings the experience, tools, and operator like pragmatism to help retailers and consumer products companies be on the right side of disruption. And Firework. Firework is the largest video commerce solution built for the world's leading brands. They empower brands with shoppable and live stream video on their own websites where people like to shop. Put your commerce in motion with Firework. Find out more at firework.com. And Trigo. Trigo Tech powers grocery stores with market-leading frictionless checkout and digitized operations. To learn more, visit trigoretail.com. And Sezzle. Sezzle is an innovative buy now, pay later solution that allows shoppers to split purchases into four interest free payments over six weeks. To learn more, visit Sezzle.com. And finally, Silk. The Silk Cloud DB virtualization platform is a virtualization layer between your workloads and the cloud. Helps you scale your cloud without scaling your costs. Visit silk.us to learn more.